Hey guys, welcome to the Say What Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette Irene, interior designer and lifestyle architect. I've been featured on Food Network, HGTV, and DIY, and my co-host is comedian and sommelier Sam Mushman. Each week, we will dispel perceptions, discuss news that may not be mainstream, and interview some really cool people along the way. If you like the show, you can subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and positive review. Now, without further ado, let's say what... So, Sam, you know what's great is we both have on graphic T-shirts today. I saw that, yeah. So, I want to – I bet you know what mine is. I, I don't know what yours is, though. So, I'll go with – I'm going to ask what Namaste. Namaste. Why is that familiar? Yeah, that's some right sort of like hands. clothing brand or like – no, it's not at all. What is it? <laughs> Please tell me. I'm just going to stop pretending I know I know things <laughs> that I don't know. It's like praying hands, like namaste. I'm no expert on this, so if somebody wants to weigh in, but I know it's more like – you know, when you take – have you ever taken a yoga class? Uh, I took it one time with one of my friends from college's mom, and no, I did not sleep with her. But <laughs> we went and took a yoga class together because he was like one of those juice head guys. You know, these are the kind of people I surround myself with. You know, in, in my in my late teens, early twenties. But <laughs> we're there. You know, this guy's trying to bench four fifty on the bench press. I'm not having it. I go take a yoga class with his mom. This ends up being one of the coolest experiences of my life. It's a great workout. I never do yoga again, though. I just don't have like the energy to want to like go do a class after that. I just I, I thought it was like, a cool one time thing. Okay, well, so when you were in yoga, do you remember them saying like Namaste? It's like a peaceful. I greeting. think so. It's like yeah. a peaceful greeting. I just remember like not being able to do like Warrior Three and like <laughs> accidentally doing a split that I wasn't flexible enough to do, and now I had a pulled hammy for like three weeks. Okay, well. I'm sorry. I don't know that that was a good experience, but namaste is like, you know, praying hands and namaste. It's like peace be with you, like a peaceful greeting. Uh, you know, that's how I But that's got to be like a, a shirt from like a clothing designer that like is pr- trying to brand namaste as part no, of their. it's just like a graphic. Is your like, like you have Mine's mollus- a surf shop, I think. A surf mollus- shop. I don't know how I got the. the Are I don't you know a where surfer? I- my dad is. Oh, really? Keyword, my dad is. My dad tried to teach my lanky awkward self how to surf when i was like 14 i got decent at it like i could like catch a wave longboard or shortboard oh longboard i'm six six and i gotta be long right, like seven foot it. boards here you know what i mean but uh i i i caught i could catch a wave stand up easily ride the wave i got to the point where i could start to kind of cut into the wave a little bit but i was still kind of awkwardly riding straight and then i just didn't surf for like seven years and i tried to do it again and now i'm just this awkward man on like a foam surfboard and like I, but like my dad was really good was he, he really he grew up down the jersey shore so he would you know he Except and he was shorter than me you know but like not too short he was like six one so perfect height to like ride like a normal size surfboard and like yeah, he was good so do you know that i designed um menswear and i developed a women's line for a surf company you told me that uh i think when you know we were just first shooting the shit about stuff um, yeah because you yeah you had a number of paths that got you into interior design I did, and um, a surf company was very interesting because I'm not a surfer. I only like to go. I know this is going to sound so girly or weird. I don't know. I don't care, though, because this is the organic no, part vi- of our show. vibe out. This is what it is. I By the way, like- we're two bottles of wine in. Vibe out. <laughs> but not two. No. You're not two. Like two glasses. Like I, I had I more two, of the first I had two bottle. Glasses, like I, but- I, I start drinking wine but- from like 6 p.m. on. I was driving, so I couldn't. I'm responsible. But anyway, but here's the thing. Um, Surfing, working for a surf company was very interesting because I'm a city girl, and I worked for the surf company. Long story, I was married at the time, blah, blah, blah. At least it was in in design, blah, blah, blah. 
but they used to, it was so funny because they would like if there was a wave like if there was a good wave report mm-hmm. they would shut mm-hmm. down the business like they would be like because everybody that worked there was a surfer except for me so I'm like yeah. what do I do they're like you can stay in the office I was like why would I say like I felt like that was unfair but That's I crazy. did because what what could I do because I gonna- I believe that wholeheartedly because I know like even my dad's friends that were more cult like with it they th- their schedules revolve around the tide being a certain way. So I like, totally I was not that. a surfer, but I, I love the culture. It was an amazing job opportunity. I loved that out of my mind. But I'm like a with when it comes to the beach, I can only go into I can only go into the water if I could see the bottom. Yeah. So I wear aqua socks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can we explain what the fuck those are? <laughs> it's bad fashion all around, but I don't care because you know. Is what? it like polyester socks that keep you from like getting yeah, it's bit like by the crap? Ne- yeah, it's like the neoprene socks that you buy at the Jersey Shore for like five bucks. But they have like nice ones. I think Oakley makes them. I don't know. Okay. Under, I don't know if Under Armour. I have no idea, but maybe no, they I've should. I've definitely seen them. I think I'm being ignorant about it. i definitely seen Aqua socks. Never thought to buy them, but uh, you know. Nobody does. They're not attractive, but I don't care because I don't want to touch the bottom. I, I always enough. feel like I get bit by a crab or seaweed gets squat between my toes. Well, every time you step on a shell, you think it's a crab. That's the first thing. But I think so crabs you, actually bite. No, a crab is crabs actually do bit. bite you. But every time you step on a jagged seashell, it feels like a crab claw on your foot. It so does. That, that's, a, that's a big part of it. And the seaweed makes me nuts. But so I don't only I only go in the water when I can see the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I, I respect that. I'm, okay. I'm not going to hold that against you. Okay, good. In, in any I case. know it sounds like weird, but I don't care because I'm just being honest. You're talking to you know the son of a good surfer who is an awkward, lanky, bad surfer. You know, <laughs> I mean, like I I definitely am not like a creature of the sea. I mean, you're not going to offend <laughs> me by any of okay. this type of stuff. So, but no, I mean that's a cool start to your whole thing. I mean, I think we want to make uh, we want to kind of take time on this show to dive more into how we both make a living. I think we're both you know definitely on more on the entrepreneurial side, but there's definitely pros and cons of that so you know your whole beginning of this working designing surfwear and how you got into interior design is is an interesting point well thank you sam well i you know the thing for me is that when i was 13 i knew i wanted to be a designer and own my own business so i grew up in jersey and i started going to fit for college courses which is the fashion institute of technology i started going for college courses no credit to immerse myself in the design world mm-hmm. and then i graduated from fit and Rutgers and so on but you know, I got married young. I moved away, and it was like I, I always wanted to be in design. Made a bunch of bad decisions. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, just, you know. yes, and no. But cut but, the slack, cut, cut the, the fat chase. off. You but, know. but 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 right, <laughs> just pull off that band aid. Now we've opened the scar. Thank you, Sam. But uh, now, I'm just kidding. Now you we're know, bleeding. Now I'm bleeding, forefront. and the scar won't heal again for another you know ten years. But <laughs> that's okay. Thanks, Sam. I, I believe in you. Thanks, Sam. You'll be fine. Sam with the mun. He's got the mun again. I still but. do. Still need a haircut. <laughs> But anyway, so, um, so, yep. so, uh, so, so I knew what I wanted to do and, uh, actually living in Southern Virginia was an excellent opportunity, strangely, because I worked for manufacturers. I worked for the surf company, but I worked for home manufacturers where we designed for, com- uh, our clients. I was, we designed for buyers. I designed for buyers like ne- for Neiman Marcus, Bloomingdale's and Horchow. And yep. so it was really good. And I, I was going to the showrooms in New York and designing and styling and all that stuff. But, um, but I always wanted to do my own thing. So then it was my goal uh, to start my own business before I turned 30 and I did mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it but but it's it's a but but it's it's something I really wanted so bad because I was tired of working for people that were successful in spite of themselves because I always wanted to be like I felt like they had a great product or they had a great vibe or they had good quality but I just didn't maybe like the way they 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 treated their employees or the way that they were in business you know yeah, so and I, I mean it, it's a tough I feel like it's definitely a uh a double-edged sword with 
with just that whole topic because like I'm this I completely agree you know just with the evils of corporate America and right. like, you know we both started you were in advertising right so we both started working for somebody within a world that we wanted at some point at least to have expertise in right I think the difference is you know you're more passionate about interior design than I'm about advertising <laughs> but we still were able to uh you know make a living now in those worlds as well um working for ourselves, you know so like there's definitely that similarity there but i mean at the same token like from someone you know from from working for a major advertising company to being a part of a startup that that went wrong to now having a freelance company where i just i'm it's not, it's not even a company it's, it's me and a handful of freelancers who i train on you know a marketing funny. service that i happen to find a niche in right and uh you know essentially grow that from there it's like you know none of us are on health care i mean i'm on you know oh, that's del, del frisco's nightmare. is my health care you that's know i mean biggest nightmare. i mean i'm a, you know I, so hard working at a restaurant nobody it's like, gets it like it's at the point where like the only like the, the main value of being there is benefits you know and that's a big thing like when you go the entrepreneurial route right you know everyone looks at that term as like this 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 idea of like total freedom and blah blah it's like yeah but every day you wake up and you're working from home it's not working from home in corporate America where, well, you know, my boss gives me one day to work from home right. and, and you don't do shit that day. No, working from home when you work for yourself is literally like if you don't get anything done, you're not paying rent. If that you're month. not work, if I'm not working, I'm not making money. And you know what? It's not just about it's about there's no sick days. If I'm sick, like I don't you know, you work for a company, you call it sick, you get paid for it. Right. If you if vacation. First of all, I, I haven't seen that now in a good, you know, two years. I remember when, before, I, when I'm sick. It's like when you're sick, when we're sick, we don't make money. No, you don't make money. So, you know, and and when you're working for yourself, like I remember when I start, I was start, about to start my own business and there was a contractor that I had been dealing with at my my own house. Right. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm about to launch my own business. And he, he looked at me and he said, congratulations. That's so exciting. But I'm going to tell you something. You'll never forget. I'm saying this to you. You're never, ever going to be off again. So even when you're on vacation, you're never going to be on that same vacation. And mm -hmm. it's true. I'm never on the same vacation I was before I, when I worked for somebody else. And mm -hmm. it's not to suggest, I'm sure for you too, like when you work for the people, I still gave my soul. So he means by that, like when now when you're on vacation, you're still working. Always. Because, I mean, yeah. Because my I, mind doesn't That's still a vacation off. to me. But, but, but. I, I, no, like, like that's the thing not, that. Sam. I look at this as a pro of being an entrepreneur. You clearly look at this as a negative. I will say. You know, yeah, when you're sick, you're not making money. But if you have everything that we're doing, I mean, I think for you, you need to be on site at whatever project you're at yeah, a little bit more. Right. For me, I can work remotely from right, anywhere. Right, right, right. That being said, like, you know, I enjoy the idea of waking up on vacation, you know, like me and, you know, my fiance, like when we went to the, the Dominican Republic six, seven months ago, you know, she was on vacation because she had the, she has more of a nine to five. Like she gets paid by, you know, an employer. But at the same token, it's a small restaurant venue like she still has to get up and do a couple uh, conference calls in the morning for right. people trying to book weddings and stuff. And then I'm over there working on my marketing clients for a 90 like hour and a half in the morning. And then I'm going to do the same thing, you know, later on that day before dinner. And then but the rest of the day, I'm enjoying vacation. And I, I think that's a very harmonious feeling because like I, I personally don't like the vacation like aspect of seven to 10 days away from everything in life like i need to no. be in my shit i feel like almost but there's nothing worse than when you're on vacation and you don't because i work so mm -hmm. much i work all the time i'm never off and then you are on vacation and then like like some sort of 
manufactured problem comes up and like you feel it, like there's nothing you can do there's nothing you could do your hands are tied and it kind of is a killjoy for the vacation because mm-hmm. i'm a perfectionist first of all so yeah. i'm very like my soul like is in everything i do but it's mm-hmm. it's, it's i don't want to say take it personal but i i do take it personal yeah. because it's my personal stamp on every space i do and yeah, every totally. anything so you know so if you have somebody blowing up your phone that the that the contractor it might not even it's not even something my fault but the contractor installed the tile the wrong way or Mm -hmm. they cracked 10 boxes of tile because they were careless when they took it off the truck that's kind of a killjoy when you have a week's worth of vacation and then you realize that you can't really be gone for a week because you really have to replace the tile so that means while you're away with with limited access and you don't Mm -hmm. have you know what I mean? It's but a, this it's is a, also the difference between you being like a legitimate designer where you put together a vision that requires a construction company to, 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 to do a good job and like lighting people to do a good job right. and like a, a pl- whatever it could be, an engineer, right. a plumber, whatever the venue is. There's other people that need to do a good job. And when it's all said and done, I'm sure it, it's got to be rewarding as shit, you know, when everything comes together. I mean – I'm not trying to shit on what I do, but at the same token, like I'm a realist, like, like with me, it's like with everything digital, you know, doing digital advertising. I mean, the worst problem that can happen is something I can take care of on my phone. So it's like doing an event as a Psalm or if I'm not doing a comedy show, my only other source of, or, you know, I'm not doing something in hospitality. My only other source of income is, is marketing people online. So it's like, everything's on my computer. So in your defense, you know, there's more hoops that you got to jump through, but I think the finished product is going to, be more rewarding than oh, just a well, digital thanks. thing. I'm like, oh, you yeah. got X amount of impressions. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, you made a space from start to finish Thank look you. completely different. Thank you know? You. So, you. but 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 that's but that's the the whole point why we're discussing this: the pros and cons of having that flexibility. Well, because if know? I worked for let's as a for instance, like I could do what I'm doing, and if I worked for a big company, that my aspect, like I would be the designer, and then I'd have a project manager, and I'd have somebody that's placing all the orders, and you know, I'd have a million different people doing mm-hmm. this for me, so that if I was on vacation as the designer yeah and there's a problem right there well and it's so maybe someone would text me and say hey by the way 10 tiles got cracked by the contractor but then maybe I'd send a text or an email to Susan or Joe yeah and they're at the office and they're going to get the replacement Mm. I'm not trying to like some through my phone to get the totally you know what I mean so there's but that's the sacrifice and that's the trade so you know for me I love being my own boss because I think I love what I do it's but I still answer to people I answer to my clients you know I'm not the designer that it's my way or the highway I like that point that you just referenced because I, I like you know I mean I would like to kind of the fact that you know we talked about not on this podcast how similar our day-to-days could be with the flexibility of our schedule but being able to handle that flexibility the right way or not if not you will have financial problems every month right, 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 right. you know what I mean um that being said, like, you know, I think a lot of people like love the idea of an entrepreneur because they, they they think it comes with this this candy coated, uh, you know, exterior right, right, right. of clout and and ego. And, you know, oh, yeah. I'm doing everything myself. Forget everybody else. But like, I, I think a, a especially a new entrepreneur where you're trying to find you know, your, your, your business is just starting or you're slowly building up your income through different, I mean, entrepreneurs usually have three, four different incomes too, but like, like that's the kind of entrepreneur I am. I think you're more of like, you're very good in one thing and that pays your bills. And, but you're also, you know, you've done TV, you've done that. So that's, that, that's all part of it. Right. But like, for me, it's also like, it's like strength in incomes, you know, like when you do a bunch of different things and it's all entertainment based, but 
Like, you know, I, I think a lot of people have that preconceived notion. They think that, oh, you know, you know, it's like you can say whatever you want. You can be this and you're a badass and you blah, blah, because you only answer to yourself. And, and no. that's exactly the formula that False. will make you fail yes. as an entrepreneur. False. You have to be more Fake humble. News. <laughs> Fake news, yo. You, I think, as a, especially as a new entrepreneur, you have to be more humble yes. and more subsiding to people that have more experience and whatever you're trying to pursue than you in the beginning over anybody in a corporate America setting because in corporate America you just got to respond to emails the right way I feel like and you know and then as long as you're good at whatever your facet is yes you can just kind of stay in your lane and and you're you're on cruise control 1000 but with entrepreneurs it's like how important is that humbleness in the beginning to then get to the point where yeah when you see a bad business investment once you're doing okay you can be like okay i'm i'm above this you know right well i also think you know and and look social media is amazing for all of us and we love it and it's it's you know it's it's something it is what it is but i think you do get a lot of people i find it interesting when you see the people that you know I think it's the idea of being an entrepreneur and then mm. actually being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So you see a lot of people that are like, it's a hashtag, yeah, hashtag entrepreneur, you know, girl power, girl boss, like, you know, hard hustle, like yeah. this and that. And you're like, okay, but so, so what do you do? like? And, and I'm not trying to, to mock it or put it down, but it's just like, you, you know, it's like me saying like, you know, I, I, lo- I love to sing, but I'm not a singer. You know mm. what I mean? Like, or, or you, you have to kind of, I'm just a very real person, so I like to keep things real. So it's one thing if you're trying to strive to be an entrepreneur and you want that, then go for it a thousand percent. But it's the people that have that idea about it, and then they try to get on like the Gary V, which I love him. He's amazing, but they try to get on his bandwagon, you know, like like that they that they're like. You Explain can't... that because I feel like a lot of people don't know exactly. Well, I, I mean, he's an amazing entrepreneur, but he started. He owned a wine. He owned a vineyard, and you know, he's just a motivational speaker, and he has a lot of. He says these great videos, and he's heavily followed, and he's an influencer and everything but I think he's earned the right to that title and I think um, because you know he has proven success and he has a backstory mm-hmm. and he didn't just wake up one day and be like hi I'm an entrepreneur and like yeah. and I think that that's the problem with social media is a lot of people you know it's tr- I mean that, that's just I mean that, do you that agree? that's the like, evilness of social media well, don't you agree? regardless I mean also yeah forget being an entrepreneur just just people feeling the the uh, arrogance of the, of that their voice trumps all you know, right. and just that, and that their voice on every opinion is should be heavily warranted is a whole nother psychotic energy that has come and, to this society because of digital and, right. and where and, digital and social media has gone to. But that's a whole different thing. Well, it all relates back to though the entrepreneurs that that can get off their feet and the ones that will, you know quote-unquote fail quickly and get you know but like also i think this is an interesting question and maybe you have a better answer for it because of what you do is like define success like how do you define success you know i mean you know what who 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 am i or anyone to say like you know somebody that has ten thousand followers a hundred thousand followers or or 200 followers you know if they're hashtagging entrepreneur hard hustle like Mm -hmm. my heart and hustle whatever they do you know how do you who has the right ultimately to be posting motivational tips and memes and that sort of thing? You know, like, I mean, because what I'm trying to say is, you know, if, if you're your first year in business as an entrepreneur, you haven't, 
you're just in the beginning of what's yeah. to come. Like yeah. there's so many ups and downs. You know, I'm in my 17th, I'm going into my 17th year of my business and yeah. I still feel like I have so much to learn. I, I've been through the worst times. I've been through the best times, but you know, so even someone can say, okay, but I, I mean, I've passed the 15 year mark, the, you know, the five mark, the 10, the 15, but still I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm an expert in my field, but am I an expert as an entrepreneur? No, mm-hmm. because my, my, you know, I'm not, I'm not at $500 million or a hundred million dollars or 10 million, you know, like there's the, like, I don't know, how do you define success and who really has the right to get up there and, and preach about how you become an entrepreneur and how you hustle, you and know, you make a good point, um, in regards to it's, it, it really is what's your opinion of, right. of success because I, I mean, when I first was, you know, out of college and just trying to figure out myself, I mean, and, and a lot of it for me too, is I feel like being a college athlete, uh, it just made like basketball was also just such a big part of my life up until the age of 22 that like I didn't really put much energy into anything else. So like I really needed a good four or five years at least after college to even figure out, you know, how I'm going to make money once I knew that. How am I going to make money being happy? And then also, how am I going to live happily making money and like be feeling rewarding every day? Right. And over time, once you figure out all those different topics, you start to put a, a bigger priority and, and smaller priority on different a- aspects of it. Like right. for me, it's like in the beginning, it's, it, and I mean, obviously still now, of course, it, 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 money's a v- very important. But I, I do feel like I will hit a point where a lot of people that money's everything to mm-hmm. won't be financially happy at all. I and I think I will hit a point where I will be very financially content as long as I make good investments. And, you know, if if I can just like, I, like real estate's important to me. I want to own some real estate. I want to do stuff like that where, you know, things are making at least something, some kind right. of income for me. Sure. But also... Also, just my month-to-month income, I don't think I need, you know, a shit ton to live on. I mean, I definitely can't live on peanuts. I do, like, you know, fine wines. I like going out to eat. I love trying, experiencing new things. But my day-to-day, though, like, I don't think I'm an ignorant spender, you know? And and, and, and I think that there's a happy medium where once I hit financially, I'm going to continue to put the priority on doing exactly what I want to do every day, more so than what's going to make me you know, the highest dollar figure possible. And I, and I think I'm starting to flirt with that a little bit because the more even like like the little bit of income increases I can get through different entrepreneurial avenues is like the more I put more energy into, okay, now is this really what I want to do? Right. How can I make this right. something more uh, into being a personality and whether it's a comedian, a psalm, whatever the, whatever the hell it is, and even through marketing, like how can I give myself financial flexibility to do those other things? Right, you know? I totally I mean, it's agree. It's a big part of it. And you, the only person that knows that balance is yourself. Right. I t- That's the thing. Well, one thing that I know for sure is that my Money doesn't buy. It can't buy love. It's the you know money does not yeah. buy love, and it doesn't buy class. You know, it also so, can't, can't buy getting the shit kicked out of you by your significant other either. <laughs> so you know, it can't but, it, it can't buy the battle scars either. Right. Exactly. FYI. Exactly. Just, he's just saying. So. <laughs> I just felt but, like saying that. But, but you know, I, I feel like, you know, money, it's, at some point, it's like how much, like, there's a lot of people. I mean, I know a lot of people that have a lot of money that are not very happy. And I know people that, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. You, you know, yeah. I, I literally just had this conversation with a friend of mine when I was driving here. And, and you know, he, he deals with, um, in his job, he deals with a lot of people that are like not even millionaires, they're billionaires, you know? Yeah. And it's like, he, he says it's so sad because he has the same philosophy that we do. Like, you know, he just wants to, he wants to go to a nice restaurant if he wants to go to a nice restaurant. 
restaurant. He wants, like, he likes wine. He likes mm-hmm. to travel. But he's like, how much is like, I'm good. I don't need the the mansion that's twenty thousand square feet. You know, he's like, yeah. And and he just said that there's so many of these people that he's around for business that are so unhappy. Mm-hmm. They're in an empty marriage or an empty relationship, or you know, their kids hate them, or they're, you know, that like that you yeah. money can't replace all of that. You know, because yeah, yeah. even though you could go in and buy whatever you want or spend whatever you want, or you could go to the casino, or you could go to the, it's it's not it's not you're still not fulfilled. You know, hundred yeah. percent. So I'm with you. You know, I just want to be happy. Health is everything. Because if you don't have your health, you mm-hmm. don't have anything, right? Yeah. Because you you could have all the money in the world, but if you're not healthy, what is good is it? And I just think yeah. being happy. I have I have a question for you because we we did want to you know have a have a shorter episode like this where we kind of break down our opinions sure, on sure, sure. you know being entrepreneurs and right. whatever the hell that means. Because it just in today's day and age, being an entrepreneur can be a, can mean a million. Different oh yeah, things. at but, all different levels. But Absolutely. the fact that neither one of us really work for anybody outside. We work for our clients. Both of us mainly work for ourselves and our sure, clients. That's sure. what we do. And we work yes. for or an audience or whoever's paying yeah. us that night. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And uh, I mean, I think the question a lot of people ask is like, and I, I want to throw this your way, is, you know, if you're in the corporate environment and there's plenty of settings in corporate America that are, that are, I think, rewarding careers. Right. There are. I mean, a lot of people tend to joke, including myself, about the, about the, de- about the evil in corporate America. Yes, yes. But there's plenty of positive too, man. If, if you're good at what you do and you're with the right group of people, you work for good people, like it goes both ways, man. You know? Right, so right. to you, it's like, what? If you're in that setting and you are unhappy or even you're unsure and you want to try to do things your own way or at some point or you want to start something on your own, what is the initial steps in your mind to getting that ball moving or even figuring out if that entrepreneurial option is a good option for you? Right. That's a that, great question. I think that was, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, Sam. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm a big person for research and I think, and I, an observation, I'm a big observer. So mm-hmm. I think that um, if you're looking to go off on your own, that you have to observe mm-hmm. and understand, first of all, you have to understand the market that you want to go into. Mm-hmm. I think that um, if, especially if you're working for a company that it's kind of like, like I say, they're successful, successful in spite of themselves and you mm-hmm. feel like you could do it better. I think you, you, we watch like, what are they doing wrong? What are they doing right? And I think you, you learn from both of those things, you know, and, and I think doing research and testing the waters and talking to people, I've, I think focus groups are important or even putting it out on social media, yeah. almost like asking for a friend, you know, yeah, yeah. but just there's so, you know, now with the internet and, mm-hmm. and with social media, there's so much, like there's a wealth of knowledge. So I mm-hmm. think you can pretty much look anything up and I think you just have to have the guts to go for it. I think if you believe it, I feel personally for me, if there's something that's in your gut and you can't let it go. You got to go for it. I think that's, I mean, obviously good advice, but uh, the most, uh, to me, the most important thing you said there was testing the waters. Cause I feel like uh, I can relate to that directly. I mean, if you're in a certain situation where you have to be at a desk every day for eight hours a day, whatever it is, it's like, you're not a slave to that desk, even though whatever company you may be working for had, you know, the setup every day for you to be in a certain place, it may seem like this is all you know, you know? Right. So testing the waters, I mean, we live in a day and age where, you know, we're, we're so connected, right? right? That like you could even, whether it's a weekend thing or whether it's a part-time thing sure. after work or whether it's starting to set Many up meetings. Many focus groups, you whether, know? What, focus groups, sending feelers out there, attending things, doing things in your free time. Maybe you're not getting paid yet, but you're just meeting people and testing the waters while keeping you're completely stable financially, you know, setup that you have in a corporate office and do that until now, let's say you do that 
for three months, six months, a year, doesn't whatever it works for you to the point where you've set up enough connections or an opportunity or enough that there's something set up where you can now respectfully go to your employer and say, you know, whether I'm trying a new opportunity or I'm doing this because you've, you know, he thinks you just might be shooting from the hip, but you've actually been working towards this for maybe up to a year, maybe more because you've been testing the waters and seeing what else is out there. I think that's one of the most helpful things to people that, you know, maybe working for quote unquote, the man or working for a bigger company that's trying to, or they have an idea to maybe do something on their own. Yeah, I think you do it after hours. I think you do it weekends. I think like even on Instagram, you know, on the stories, it's so cool. Now they have like the option of yes or no. You know what I mean? You could even kind of put a feeler out there. Because on the reverse too, like to this point, like I think it's it's not a good idea just to like – just to dive into something you have no experience or no connections in. I mean, comedians always say, you know, when you're trying to start in comedy, for example, like don't quit your day job, right? And He's and that's great advice for anything. the guy just trying to do stand-up at night because now he has a stable income where he's doing free shows every night and free spots where it, that's generating no income. You know, he's paying his dues and stuff. And everyone that I think at least even starts in comedy and most that's still in comedy do that. And that that speaks to what we're saying. Absolutely. And look, they always say it's easier to find a job to to find another job while you have one. You know, and I also think that if you really to me, what's what speaks volumes about someone that really wants something is that if you are working full time and you're keeping a steady income, especially if you're a single house, like single household or or not, even if you or you have kids or whatever it is. You know, if you really want something, then you have to work past nine to five. Like, you, yeah. you, you, you know, you have to. You have no choice. So that's that says to me that if you're doing the extra, you know, you have your full time day job and then at night you're doing this or on the weekends you're doing that or every spare minute you're, you're putting it in, investing it in your because you're investing it in yourself. Yep. And there's no greater investment, you know. And, you know, one thing that I, I've come to realize, too, is and you would know this better than I being your advertising background is that in today's day and age with social media you can really create your own destiny i mean it's not like it was back in the day you can create your own ads your own your videos you can i mean it's you have such an amazing platform that wasn't available years ago you know you couldn't just go on and put up an ad yeah right of course i mean i mean speaking to you know you're, you're saying like oh. Like you would know, 17 years in business. You know what I mean? I did know. But when Still I started. Still looking great. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean. Namaste. <laughs> when it, <laughs> Peaceful greeting to When Sam. you got nothing else to say, just <laughs> namaste. say namaste. That's all you got to do. That's going to be Sam's new yeah. new takeaway word. Whenever I just like, you know. <laughs> when it's cricket. Talk you into a corner and we and we hit the crickets. Just, just say namaste. Do you want to hear a fun fact? Yeah. Do you know that the praying hands are supposedly a high five? I mean, that logically makes sense, but I did, I did not know that. I thought that was a fun fact. I'm sorry for uh, taking that, that glory away <laughs> from You didn't really me. seem excited about I that, kind but of, uh, I feel like a lot of people listening will be that. like, no way. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like two high fives. Yeah. But I use it as I, I, praying I was just ready all the time. For you. I was ready for you to rock my world a little harder than you did. Sam, I'm sorry. I feel a little deflated I, I, I that you weren't excited. For you I was really come somebody, at me with You know what? Shit. Maybe it was because I told a female friends just saying she was like no way she couldn't believe it she was like diffused it was yeah. like so sad yeah yeah because i use praying hands all the time because i'm always praying yeah i mean like like jersey uh, girl again i'm breaking down on a prayer i'm breaking down the thought of what you just said and it's really not fucking up my day like i'm, I'm gonna be fine <laughs> well do you, you, you know you probably don't use the praying i use a lot of emojis i use a lot of praying hands too but every so often i may say subliminally you know what looks a lot, lot like a, like a high five 
Kind of so, might make so sense. I just want to be. <laughs> that just so happened to be a high five. Oh, it was. Holy shit. Well, I'm just going to let you know I'm that when saying. I send it to you, it's not a high five. It's okay. always a prank. I know. I'm glad I know that. I really <laughs> With am. my capitals. Yeah. But, um,. <laughs> As always, uh, this has been uh, Say What uh, podcast with Yvette Irene and myself, Sam Mushman. Uh, please, please, please subscribe to the show if you like the show on iTunes and uh, leave us a positive review and a five-star rating. We would very much appreciate that. Um, you can, as always, uh, I we have a couple dates left for Uncourt Comedy. If you want to come see me do some stand-up and uh, talk about some wine, down at Willow Creek Winery, April 14th and March 20th. Final two dates are selling out quickly. Um, we also are taking the show to La Marina in the spring. Uh, I'll have dates coming soon for that. Um, and what is going on in your life, Yvette? Well, you can follow me at Yvette, Y-V-E-T-T-E-I-R-E-N-E, Yvette Irene, and at Yvette Irene Design. And you can see all sorts of cool things. I'm working on some new shows and hosting opportunities and design projects in New York City. Bunch of stuff about to blow with you on the low. I, I dig that. <laughs> I love also, that. Also, check out, definitely follow Yvette Irene Design um, and check out her, one of her latest designs, The Goat down in Virginia came out awesome thank you Sam. it's like this ridiculous looking sports bar where she thank feels you. like silhouettes of athletes with like basketballs and tennis balls and shit it, it's, it's really insane thank you so, Sam I'm very excited thank you so as much. always guys hope this was informational hope it was entertaining uh, until next time ciao and namaste namaste <laughs> peace